Welcome to Central Valley Politics. I'm Shannon Stevens, your host, and this is Section 3 of Students Decide, a candidate forum put on by the Democratic Party Club here at Stan State. In this round, you're going to hear from Students for Quality Education. That's an activist group here on campus that works to keep costs down. You're also going to hear me ask another question from the Democratic Party Club. Enjoy. The Earth is round and global warming is real. Is climate change worth standing up to business interests and the Chamber of Commerce? If so, how specifically will you deal with companies that do not adhere to climate standards? So in the short term, it would be standing up to it, um, to them, to the interest who would um, basically lobby for um, letting, basically opening the tap on pollution. Um, we have to have a 100% renewables commitment and basically all the above solutions to get there. Um, you can't go cold turkey. <laughs> um, the reality is a long-term solution is that if we keep going the way we are, it's, it's going to lead to an economy, a, a social situation in ruins, where those companies won't even be able to exist and make profit anymore. There's literally a race to the bottom of them. Um, it'd be no, no um, it's not a hard decision. Uh, of course, I, I look for common sense decisions, uh, common sense solutions that would curb pollution. We have some of the lowest air quality in the nation, in this uh, in this congressional district, um, San Joaquin County and San Luis County, I, I have a um, nephew with asthma. It's something that affects all of us, and to not um, go after those polluters or those, that basically that problem is just being in denial. Thank So as a person that has been a strong supporter of our environment, I actually spent this last December up in North Dakota standing with water protectors and standing rock. So I know what we face as far as climate crisis. We need to make sure we get money out of politics, and that means we need to reverse Citizens United. That's the problem. We have corporations that are taking on huge profits and put their businesses over people. I stand for the planet and I stand for people and they need to be first and foremost. Let's face it, these companies only have one thing they care about and that's money. So we need to hit them where in the one space that they care about, in their pocketbooks. You pollute and you hurt our children, you pay. Because that is the only way we're going to get these companies to change. Giving them initiatives to be more green, not helping. We need to make sure that we put the people of this country over the corporations and make them actually make a change instead of just playing lip service. I don't want to see Exxon give another I'm sorry speech about polluting the ocean. Let's find the heck out of them for poisoning our oceans. Thank you. We need to be the leaders in the world regarding caring for our environment. Uh, I believe that we need to fully fund FEMA. I 
we're all fully aware of the importance of that, especially in California at this particular time. I uh, believe that all corporations and businesses should be held to the same standards and the policy should be enforced across the board. Uh, I would be opposed to any cuts to the departments of agriculture, the departments of interior, uh, for the support that they give to the people regarding any particular incidents that occur regarding the environment. Thank you. When the ice caps melt, this wonderful room will be 110 feet below sea level. The yeah. goes for almost every oil refinery in the country. Most of the manufacturing that is yes. within our arms throw of the coast. The only population center left in District 10 will be Diablo Grande, west of Patterson, LaGrange, and some of the hills east of Oakdale. Um, among other things, the industrial polluters should recognize the cost of not solving this problem. We need to go after them on that basis as well as any others. And of course, it does not help that our current um, leadership in the White House has been busy appointing secretaries devoted to destroying the agencies that they're appointed to have. We need to fix that too. And when, when the U.S. pulled out of the uh, the Paris Accords, uh, you could you could hear the high fives over in Beijing. Because the fact of the matter is, is that every country around the world, they know that clean technology, that renewable technology, is the place to be. And we're going to be so uncompetitive because we're, we're sticking to, quote unquote, clean coal or whatever that is. You know, really, we're going to dig holes in the ground, bring up old compressed vegetables to burn. But what type of a policy is that that is innate? And I can tell you is that it was interesting, uh, some 30 years ago, my dad was a big hydrogen researcher. We had a Chevy Cavalier that was running on liquid hydrogen some 30 years ago. And it's just a, such a shame that we haven't progressed past that yet or since then. But we have the ability to do that as long as we have the leadership. And that's what, what is so important about this race. We need to bring new leadership to the Congress. Here's what we gotta do. We gotta, we gotta address climate change and we gotta mitigate its effects. We address it. Uh, I'm a big supporter of the Bernie Sanders, Jeff Merkley climate change bill that uh, puts us at 90% renewable energy by 2050. Uh, no oil, no fracking. Uh, that's the sort of standard that's not just good for the environment, but good for our economy. And second, we have got to mitigate the effects that we see right here in the Central Valley. We just got out of a seven year drought, right? Our water security is being threatened. We see it every day, that's our economy. We gotta make sure we put in place measures to improve our water efficiency, improve our water production, things like inland desalination, uh, and things like floodplain reservoirs, like the Sykes Reservoir, that's gonna make sure that we're actually storing all the water we have to mitigate those effects of climate change that we see here every single day. actually worked on the implementation of SB 375 for three and a half, almost four years, walking and talking and visiting city councils, boards of supervisors from San Joaquin County all the way down into Kern County, meeting with chambers of commerce, meeting with the elected officials, letting them know that we need to find solutions 
solutions that are going to help us with our economy, but also helping us with our environment. As I see people in the audience and they're planning themselves, we're a week away from November. We are a week away from November. When have you seen us fanning ourselves? Unless you're over the age of 50 and a woman, maybe, I don't know. But this, this is something we've never seen before. So I have been a huge proponent of helping us get out of our cars and put more investments in rail, passenger rail, so that we can start creating more jobs in that sector as well as helping our environment and our air. Thank you. We have one more from a student group on campus, the Students for Quality Education, a fantastic activist group. Um, and this question, we're going to start off with you, Dottie. Hello, uh, my name is Yvette. Um, my question is, uh, with tuition on the rise, what can you offer students uh, to help get more government funding? Also, as students are having to pay more, what can you offer students in your district to fight food insecurities and homelessness? questions. I am a strong supporter of tuition-free college because this is our investment. You are our investment. We need to put uh, college first and allow our young adults to actually have the opportunity they need to succeed. As far as uh, food insecurities, and food deserts, I am well aware of that. I uh, started a community garden in Riverbank in one of our poor, uh, low-income families just for the fact that we did not have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. So as a nurse, it is so imperative that we have you know, access to healthy foodstuffs. And yes, this is the sixth largest industry in California right here in our Central Valley. I'm very proud that we have the capacity to be able to provide foods for everyone, but we need to make sure all our communities have access to healthy food. All our seniors have access to the foods they need to be able to remain healthy. So yes, my time's out. Thank you very much. I could go on for days on this Just like Dottie, I support a tuition-free college system because I, myself, am quite in student debt because of our current system. And we can't be putting young people in these situations where they can't afford a house later in life because they're still paying off their student loans. So we need free higher education. If you want to go to a private school, sure, you pay for those. But if it's a state school, it needs to be free just like K through 12. Next, let's just how about we give people a livable wage so they can afford to feed themselves? <laughs> then you can also do other things too, like pay for your car, pay for gas. Livable wage is the easy solution to fix most of our problems we're facing right now. Thank you, Terry. Valley starts with education and it's important that it's affordable. The good news is that it looks like we're going to have some relief for at least first year of junior college with the uh, recent signing of that in the state of California. And the bad news is that the UCs are above average costs, so we need to do some more work on that. One of the uh, my 
points of advocacy in the school district is to provide counselors, which we were able to bring back through the new funding formula in the state of California and the LCAP process. The community said loud and clear that the students wanted counselors at high schools to help them through the application process and also with the process to look for the resources they need to pay for their education. Regarding homelessness and food insecurity, I know that is very real. For 20 years, I have served on a local food pantry board and uh, have also very much supported any support that we can have in our schools with Healthy Families programs and other uh, partnerships that we have throughout the community to bring those resources to our homeless students and students with food insecurity. Thank you. Thank you so much. How much can we tackle the one question? Um, well, I support Bernie's um, pre-tuition bill. I just haven't figured out how to pay for it yet. I'm going to study that, and I will add that to my budget. Secondly, uh, California's wonderful, productive Central Valley will not be able to produce much food when it's under sea level. So we need to work on that, too. Third, uh, Salt Lake City and Houston have successful programs for reducing homelessness. In, in Salt Lake, I believe they dropped it down 95%. The other 5% were kind of mentally um, unable to work with, so they weren't able to help them. But 95% reduction in Salt Lake, we need to study those two programs, I think, uh, nationwide. Well, one of the major problems is, is that you're not going to get any help from the federal government especially not from Betsy DeVoe, or DeVos, right? Because in fact, with the new tax bill, when you're giving a trillion and a half dollars of tax breaks to Wall Street hedge funders who don't need it, there's not gonna be any money left over to help fund your education. And I know this every day. I work with community college districts to be able to fund their facilities. We did this fantastic facility out in Palenga, the Farm of the Future, which in fact uh, included a healthy food farm that created food baskets for all the preschools, uh, all the preschools they served. But they needed the money because there wasn't money available on the state level, and so we, so they had to come to us, and we put together a great package. And now that school uh, has some some fifty to seventy-five graduates per year that they wouldn't have otherwise. But it's those types of opportunities and programs that we need to bolster, not cut. Here's the problem. 70% of people, of college graduates, graduate college in debt. 70% with an average debt of $30,000. That's great. When I was in school, I, I was a beneficiary of a program called Federal Work Study, which allowed you to get a job. I worked 20 hours a week for all four years of college. Wasn't glamorous, I was moving boxes, I was answering phones, but I had a job and I was able to pay for, uh, pay for my school. The Trump administration cuts that program by 50%. It's not just that. We have a Pell Grant program in this country that has not kept up with inflation, let alone the skyrocketing costs of tuition. We gotta invest in Pell Grants, we gotta make sure that we're creating uh, affordable uh, and free community college and, and trade schools. On homelessness, I agree, we need a housing first policy like Seattle and Salt Lake City have had that actually put homeless needs first and try to address uh, mental health issues as they come up and put people into housing when they need it. Thank you, Jeff. First and foremost, I think we need an advocate. An advocate who understands the needs of today's 
students, an advocate that's gonna fight for what is right. Mr. Denham has not been an advocate. Let's face it, that's what we need. As somebody who's benefited from the federal Pell Grant, that is something that I'd like to see more investment in and not cut to. I also was the recipient of the work study program. So I too worked on this campus, but it also not only gave me employment and an opportunity to be able to support myself while I was going here, but it also gave me a, a great opportunity to learn and mentor and job shadow with some amazing leaders who to this day are great friends. In terms of the homelessness issue, there's no question that we need to make more investments in mental health services. There are so many people that have been forgotten and neglected. We need to make those additional investments. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I will work for debt-free education. That means university, technical, and trade school. Um, for this reason right here. So in 2003, there was $200 billion in school debt. There is now $1.4 trillion, not including interest that we will pay. No wobbling, no up and down. Just, you see right here, uh, this tuition shift, at least here in California, started with the Reagan administration, uh, where shift started, where basically instead of tuition, it turned into fees for students. Now, a uh, school like mine, Cal State East Bay, is sponsored by Chevron, and UC Berkeley has a lab sponsored by BP, which will obviously not release any results contrary to their agenda. Um, students pay fees, parking, which Local student ASI should try and see if they can address. I, I always wish that mine had. Books, gas, all the other in-betweens. Meal plans that are a boondoggle. I don't want us to become like New York where uh, one in 10 public school students are, are homeless. One in 10 students don't know where they'll be. They're either surviving on friends' couches. Um, don't, uh, a life of uncertainty. Um, and that can be solved by basically getting our local leaders to pay attention and that we need um, students to have a place to eat, shower, shave, sleep, and shelter. Because that's the only way that's going to get addressed. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Tough question from the students for quality education. Good job, folks. All right, thank you for joining us for Central Valley Politics, Section 3 of the Students Decide Candidate Forum. Make sure you tune in for our last session where you're going to hear a couple of student questions from the audience as well as the closing comments from the candidates. Again, I want to send out thanks to Austin Montaro-Moore, my fantastic producer, and we look forward to having you with us next time.